Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our pastor's podcast here at Life Church. I've got Pastor Bob sitting across from me. Hey. And Pastor Louie again is back with us to talk more working genius. Hello, people. Hello, hello. Hey, it's just such a great um, opportunity to, to hang out with you, even though we are uh, techni- technologically connected right now. Not, I wish you were sitting in person with us, but uh, this I know. is then our we second go best. To, we go to one of your famous coffee visiting spots afterwards. Day camp, probably. Yeah, nice. yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, hey, so last podcast, we talked about Working Genius, kind of gave you a quick flyover. And so uh, we definitely thought we should follow up with more questions, uh, maybe do a little Q&A with Pastor Bob and I asking Pastor Louis some questions about the Working Genius as he is the genius extraordinaire, certified uh, Working Genius master, uh, who is able to share all of his insight with us um, in regards to the working genius and just helping us understand why is this important for um, uh, the our our faith? Why is it important to um, just the the way in which we live life? And so um, we're gonna kind of talk through that. And so we talked through real quickly uh, the widget. And so the working genius again, it's it starts with the wonder process, goes into invention then into discerning uh, if that invention or those inventions are any good, <laughs> poking <laughs> holes in them. And then it, it will go to a process of action, which is the galvanizing aspect, getting people involved, rallying people, um, kind of charging the hill type, type action, and then enabling, getting people, those people are the ones who come alongside and say, hey, I'll do whatever you need. Well, let's, let's go, let's, let's help out. And then we have the tenacity uh, working genius. That is all the, the crossing the T's dot in the I's, making sure that all the details are in place and, and people have the communication and, and everything that they need in order to really succeed. And so yes. that's a very quick, quick flyover. But, uh, Louis, I want to start with this question. It's one we've talked about a little bit, um, in, in church and in ministry and even in serving and people who want to be involved, I think sometimes, uh, you see a lot of the you see a lot of the galvanizing, you'll see a lot of the enabling, those who just come alongside and serve and are happy to be a part of things. You see a lot of the tenacity where people have action, like actionable items to like go do. Um, but I think on the flip side, on the beginning side, the wonder invention and discerning, I think those are probably seen less often. And maybe if you are yes. have one of those or two of those as your working genius, you might find yourself feeling a little bit on the outs of ministry just because maybe you don't find your place. So would you be able to speak to that? Like how would you see those, those three working geniuses, you know, in the widget involved in, in church life ministry, and maybe even it just incorporate, you know, just in in the working environment. Okay. Starting with uh, wonder, I think wonder is probably from, from my own experience in ministry over the last 30 years, it is the least represented within the leadership discussion and and carrying out of stuff within the life of the church. Mm-hmm. And as I've been spending time over this last couple of years reviewing working genius stuff, I think it has to do with the fact is that it's not valued because there's no feet to it yet. 
it can a person who has wonder as a genius is going to ask a lot of questions. A person who asks a lot of questions can at times be a point of frustration if a, if a church is working towards galvanizing and the person who's a, a wonderer is asking W questions. It's like, no, we don't we don't want to hear that. We want to. How can we contribute to what we already have? Going? Stop slowing us down. <laughs> right. Yes. And but and so they will all often be people who see themselves as, you know, I just have my heads in the clouds. I, I know real practical good. And, you know, they've heard the stories. Yeah, we all have fit within the body of Christ, but there's not a spot for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person with the inventing uh, genius, uh, depending on how the invention does it fall, what what other genius does it come with? You know, for example, if a person is a, a wonderer with an in, invention attached to it, a WI or an IW, they are a dreamer. That will the, the actual the pairing is within working Jesus called the creative dreamer, and that's someone that will. If you get in our last podcast, remember the, the discussion about it with the W genius thinking about being at thirty five thousand feet, and if that's where the plane is, a working genius with a WI never gets below. 30,000 feet, because every time they ask a question, they come up with another idea, then they ask another question. (laughs) And it becomes a loop, which, and that is not bad. It just requires a discernment genius to be able to step in and actually take some of those things that have been initiated and move them along in the process. So I am finding that it's incumbent upon me within, within my role as senior pastor, but also with my genius as discernment to intentionally involve people in our, you know, question asking the very beginning of a process who would not normally be in the, in the conversation because they would not have been identified as somebody that was valid for the conversation because they've not been contributing in a tangible way. So we've actually extended our working genius assessment out into uh, people into what we call our, our grow team. So anybody who is on our grow team ca- has access to take this assessment so that we can loop them in to the wonder process. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that there are, in our last session where we were planning out our Good Friday service, we had 10 people invited to our Good Friday service planning. None of them would have been invited unless I had known using the assessment that they were W's because they were not in the spot within church leadership at the time or in the the pastoral staff to be functioning in a way where they would have been in the room at the time normally. But the assessment helped to identify them and they came up with, you know, ideas and questions that helped create the best Good Friday service and most collaborative Good Friday service we've ever had. But we had to go looking for and make a space for them and really almost, it sounds bad, but almost coddle them into participating because they are so quick to self mm. uh, reject. And uh, we even had another handful of, you know, four or five that just, you know, I know you were trying to get me to, you know, I just know I don't have anything to offer. I just, I'm a dreamer. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, that's what we need. That's good. good. And so with the inventor, uh, they can be incredibly helpful within the context of church, but it also kind of, where does it, what does it get pu- if, uh, coupled with? If it's a person with, uh, invention and discernment, they will have an intuitive, you know, idea of how does this work, you know, and what would be the best idea for me to run with a person with G and I is going to start galvanizing ideas even before the idea is fully thought out. And so, uh, but invention is something it's, 
it will be listened to, but especially there has to be a lot of patience given because depending on the other pairing of the genius, it, they could be coming up with some bizarre ideas that there's no way in God's green earth it's going to work. But <laughs> you're not going to get the good ideas. You, you may need to listen to 20 in order to get five good ones yeah. Yeah. or five that are applicable to your situation. And when I say good ones, I don't mean you know, these are just terrible. It's just they're not applicable to the situation because these inventors are thinking on a different level than the people who don't have it. So would you, in when you have all your wanderers together, like you did for that Good Friday service, did you have someone in the room who was an inventor, discerner, to kind of, you know, start thinking through, like, okay, which of these dreams are actually going to work for us in that meeting? Or was did you do a separate meeting uh, yeah, there was fact, a, there how, how that kind of worked for you? <laughs> from my experience, in that particular one, I had... Uh, a couple people who had invention as well, uh, but I had two discernment people, and they they were required. I was one of them to keep the process going forward, because mm. otherwise, especially if, if you have your WIs, they will do this, and it will be a three-hour process of just going around in circles over and over and over again. Yes, and that's not bad. It's not bad. It's just at some point the discerner's like, okay, too much information. Let's shrink this down. Let's go to just a couple of them. And uh, let's go with this, this, and this. So yeah. they're in, from my perspective, you have to have that person guiding that yeah, meeting. so good. Gotcha. But also at the same time, you're in a wandering phase, so not shutting down people's ideas right. and saying like, oh, that's not going to work. Okay, next. You know, just quietly processing and, okay, cool. Like, what else are we going on t- to do next? Yeah, right, so, next? so Walt, Walt Disney and his Imagineers used to do something called blue sky thinking. And it's the same type of a thing where let's just throw out ideas, things that, you know, what if we could build a roller coaster that would be five miles tall? And rather than shoot down why that won't work, they would kick around different things that they would add to it. And from that, they would then bring in the inventors and the discerners. And it wouldn't be a five mile tall roller coaster at the end, but it would be a really awesome roller coaster that had stuff in it that they would never would have included if they'd started with the discerners. Gotcha. So, so I it's, think it's that similar type of feel. So I think this is helpful and stuff. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about projects and the workplace and work environments and stuff and specifically ministry. So I'm thinking about the listeners who like maybe that doesn't quite apply and they're trying to figure out, OK, how does this apply to me? How can I utilize this maybe in my family, in my in my marriage? Um, how have have you seen personally uh, working genius kind of help you to understand your wife better, maybe your marriage better, your family, your kids better, uh, and how have you utilized this in in things around the house that you've you've been doing with your your wife? Yeah, I really didn't see this ap- application coming in the way that it did, but uh, as I was going through and looking at learning about responsive versus uh, disruptive geniuses and seeing, you know, my wife has a double disruptive genius, I got to thinking about. You know, what are some of the areas of greatest frustration that we've experienced? And a lot of it had centered on she is an incredible galvanizer. She's an incredible cheerleader. She's an incredibly uh, adept at coming up with new things. And yet I would be frustrated and attribute some sort of character flaw to her because she never finished her ideas. Mm. Not taking into consideration that in our relationship, I have the discernment and tenacity in my genius so that I would naturally step in and finish and I was resenting that I was having to do that instead of accepting that this is how it can work with us 
to help us work better together. That doesn't mean that both of us have no responsibility to each other to use our geniuses with responsibility and, and care and kindness. But it, re it reminded me of a prophecy that was given over us you know, about 30 years ago where the person basically said, you know, Joni has this, this gift from God to look 30 years into the future and to begin to rally people together towards something. Well, Louis, you're the person who's going to react to this and be day to day and helping to bring mm. that down to completion. Well, Working Genius put to action words of a prophecy from 30 years ago that help us to see, oh, this thing that's been a bone of contention in our marriage for, you know, almost 34 years at in varying stages, you know, it's not been terrible the last few years, but the first few, it's like, I would attribute a, a character flaw to her not finishing things mm. versus, you know, I had reasons if I, you know, I had trouble galvanizing, I had trouble doing things that were not in my wheelhouse. But we do that with people. We will attribute yeah. bad character to a person who's doing things versus maybe they've got reasons too. Maybe it's, you know, they're wiring. And that's you know, secondarily. Yeah. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, it's just a quick reminder. It's, it's because I, I love listening to this because I know you and Joni really well, and I know Bob and Lana really well. <laughs> and so it's, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not that Joni is, um, it's, it's that her tenacity is one of her frustrations. Is that correct? So frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, so because of that, it, it ends up being that, and that's, that's mine as well. My frustration is tenacity. So I can get things going and I can see like vision wise, I can see down the road much further than most people can. Um, along with a discerning genius, it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting pairing, but I have to have people who have the ability to have tenacity that kind of go, okay, I, I trust Jeff, <laughs> hopefully to a degree. Mm -hmm. And we know what to do to help make sure that these things get done. And it's just because I have zero energy to actually slow down and do the small little details that like Bob and Jessica are phenomenal at. Like, mm -hmm. and that's something sure. we can celebrate and not get frustrated with each other. Um, at, I'm sure there's some points yeah. of frustration for sure, but, but at least there's a great understanding. And for our team, we get to, and what I hear you saying is we have the ability to put language to this that goes, Oh my gosh, this is so helpful to know. Like, um, yeah. And, and I so, think it, yeah. it's, it is easy to easily get, you know, frustrated with somebody when maybe you do strive in the tenacity side of things and it comes easy and natural to you, but somebody that's their frustration and they don't. And so like, it's easy for you to like, since it comes so naturally, you don't understand why can't this be done this way? Why is it so hard? For yes. you? And it's, so easy to get frustrated and, you know, like you're talking about kind of see the negative side of it and, and, and point that out instead of looking at like, well, at the same time on the flip side, like I might get frustrated that they're not, they don't have the tenacity to finish a job, but I also could feel really insecure about myself in the things that they do well. Like, oh, you're such yeah. a good galvanizer yeah. and that's not who I am. And so it's, it is a, it is a, a challenge there. I think when, when things come easy to us, we kind of expect it to come easy to others. And when things come easy to others, we kind of look at ourselves and go like, oh man, why is, yes. what's wrong with me? So yeah. yeah. With, with my staff pastor, our worship pastor, Chris is married to an incredible woman named Natalie. And within their geniuses, they both share the genius of invention. But Natalie's other genius is wonder and Chris's is tenacity. And they, this last year, have both said their marriage has been re revolutionized 
in understanding that Natalie is a dreamer and Chris is a finisher. And where he had looked at her as like, what's wrong? Why won't you just get down in the trenches and let's finish the idea we had? No, she's back to the drawing board asking more questions. And to say, oh, this is how we're wired. And the grace that they now intentionally extend to each other, they're appreciating each other versus attacking each other. That's huge. Wow, that's great. Yeah, Yeah. it's so relatable. I I think, you know, for me in my marriage with with Lana and I, like uh, very similar in a sense where Lana, you know, she'll buy something won't take the tags off of it for for months because there might be a, <laughs> might be a chance that she she returns the thing or changes her mind. She's still she's got to see it in it. its she's place, and I just want to cut the cord and be done and move on. Like the tenacity of like we did it, we're done. What's next move project? Yeah. Next project, but it it does. I do notice like things are better when she's able to process that to yes. to, to her needs, and so. Um, yeah, I, I think this is really, really helpful. So for sure, there's so much more to talk about for sure. We are out of time though. Bob, do you want to close this out? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks Louie. Um, I'm sure we will uh, talk more about this in the future. And if, sorry, I apologize. I just oh. told you to close it out, but I'm like, I want to make sure that people know how to even contact Louie because oh. I think he's a great resource and you know, you might be listening to this and going like, man, this could be great in my workplace. This could be great in my, um, for my family. I want to just learn more about it. You know, you can go to workinggenius.com, but if you want to actually be, have a little bit of a little bit of consultation, Louis is definitely somebody to go to. So Louis, how would we yes. connect with you? It's forty nine ninety nine an uh, hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my email address is Louis L O U I E at Hillside followed by the number four.org. So Louie at hillside4.org. And you want to email, I'd be glad to interact with you via email, uh, set up a online or Zoom type of an interaction, uh, even possible to, to put something together in person. But yeah, it's something that is a passion of mine because I love seeing how it is helpful for people applying something about how God's wired them to real world and real life and real life ministry stuff. I love it. Cool. Love it. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, reach out to Louie if you have any questions or reach out to us if, if you need to as well. And uh, we would love to hear from from you listeners. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, Louie. And Jeff, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Talking working genius. Love it. And uh, dig in. Go do some research. And we will catch you guys next time on our podcast. So peace out. Let's check you later. Thanks. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.